All right, all right. What up, everybody? What up, what up, what up? It's your girl, Jackie Johnson. Hello. And it is LaQuisha. And we are my sister and me, LLC. And we want to welcome you to Sister Conversations in Black. <laughs> now, in Black. Yes. Now, today we got a hot one for y'all. Um, as y'all can see, the topic is, is virtual counterfeit intimacy replacing human contact? Now, I wonder if some of y'all have already figured out uh, where we're going with this. But if you didn't, uh, fasten your seatbelt, hold on tight, because <laughs> it may get a little bumpy on this here ride. <laughs> All right, but we're excited. Yes. Uh, what I'm going to do is uh, we're going to start with a little clip, and then we're going to get into our discussion. All right. Now, sis, is you excited about this one? Because I'm definitely excited about this one. All right, so I'm going to share my screen and show y'all this clip. Right, let's see. Give me one moment. All right, here we go. Y'all let me know if you can't hear it well. But here we go. Introducing Sculpt. Y'all know they gotta do these ads. Shapewear alternative that differentiates between areas oh. where all right, here we go. Which one are you more content? Okay, so this is the one. I want to stop here. And after having observed your behavior this evening and my resultant condition. Um, and this is a clip from the demolition I was man. If you would like to have sex. She didn't waste no time. She just asked him. <laughs> Yes, sir. Here now. Oh, yeah. He said, oh, yeah, he want to have sex. I'll be right back. So, from our podcasters, you can't see what's going on, but Sylvester Stallone is sitting down. He's taking his coat off. He's getting comfortable because he's preparing for sex so with the young ready. lady. He's waiting for her to go do what she do. She done went in the back room, <laughs> come out in the robe. And she got this box and he looking like, what's happening? She puts this helmet on his head. She put a helmet on her head and she sits down opposite of him in what looks like a in the ground jacuzzi. She tells him, relax, we're going to begin in she a few seconds. <laughs> she said, sex, of course. He's like, what? He don't know what's going on. He's like, how we about to do it? I'm over here.
so you start to this you start to see them like having flashes where they're they can feel each other in the head and she says what happened you broke contact he said what you talking about she said i thought you wanted to make love he said what your sex has been proven to produce high orders of alpha waves during digitized transference of sexual energies all right i'll see what you say we just do it the old-fashioned way man disgusting you mean food transfer she said food transfer (laughs) all right so we showed y'all that clip to kind of introduce like what we're talking about so if you paid attention to the clip Um, This is actually a clip from the movie Demolition Man, uh, one of my little favorite movies. It's a throwback, but it's good. But anyways, he had been frozen in the ice for a long time, so he awoke to this new era, like it had been hundreds of years from when he was alive. So he remembered when you liked a woman, you had like physical sex. Well, in this new um, time, they didn't do physical contact. They did sex through virtual stimulation. And so she's she's asking him to have sex. So he good. He down for it. And she puts his helmet on him. He's shocked because he doesn't know what she's doing or what she's talking about. Um, but he sits there and then he starts feeling the emotions of sex. He starts feeling the arousal, but he has no physical contact with her. So he freaks out and takes the helmet off like, what is this? And so she starts to tell him, like, this has been proven to, number one, give you more stimulation. And, like, there has not been any uh, physical contact for sex for many, many years. And so that's kind of what we want to talk about today on so many different levels is all of these virtual outlets that we are gaining access to, is it trying to replace our human contact? So that's our question and topic today. I'm actually going to throw it over to LaQuisha, and she's going to kick us off with the conversation. Quisha, what you got to say about this? All right, all right. Thank you so much for that introduction. Miss Jackie, Miss Human Contact. Thank you so much for that introduction. I'm going to throw a word out there for you all. Digisexual. Oh, say it again. Digisexual. Digisexual. D-I-G-I sexual. S-E-X-U-A-L. Digisexual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We we found some of her notes. Yeah. Um Digisexual is um a place where people go virtually to I'm trying to be um I'm trying to be cognizant of I'm trying. It's a place where people go to work out their fantasies and um it's in a digital world. Well, they have a name for it. It's called digisexual. So if you may be that person that is looking at an avatar's booty or looking at the way a man is shaped and desiring them, you might be digisexual. Is that in the Bible? I don't think so. But I'm saying in today's
today's society, this is what it is. It's a society shifting sexual orientation called digisexual. Isn't that something, sis? It is something because you know what? I'm not even going to trip. Remember when we was talking like years ago about when video games became an epidemic among adults? Like, you know, because for the longest, like, video games was, like, young people stuff. You didn't have to worry about that. But then all of a sudden, I can't even tell you what happened, but, like, men, grown men started, like, living on the video games. And I remember, like, there were countless wives, even on, like, the Maury show and different places, there were countless wives talking about how their husbands weren't paying them any attention anymore because all they wanted to do was be on this game. And I'm thinking to myself, that's crazy. That don't make no type of sense. But like these Come men, on with it. These men were literally on these games not doing anything. Like they wasn't having nothing with their wives. They wasn't barely talking to the people in their house. Like it was crazy. And in my mind, I was like, this is crazy. Like it's a video game. But then... I saw one of the popular video games that they were playing. And when I tell you that the women on mm. the video games was stacked and packed, like, I mm. was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So are you telling me that men are really, like, infatuated with these video game characters? And, yes, ma'am. And now it's even, like, the animes. Like, you hear dudes talking about the animes like they want to get down with the anime like it's not real and so now that i hear you Mm -hmm. say that term digisexual like it registers so clear to me and this is a reason why um we come on and go there now i'm not saying it's the only reason but this is one of the reasons why marriages are failing and men can't have productive relationships with women because they are having digital relationships already they not Come on and go there. They're not stunting you because they already infatuated with this online person. They're already connecting with them. And just like we saw in that clip, she was mentally being stimulated in her body through just the mental thoughts. And, and, and so when you think about that, that is what's happening to men and women who are losing themselves in the digital world. They are are desiring physical contact less and less. They don't need it because they're already uh, being fulfilled sexually by the that they're seeing. And I'm telling y'all, not only are marriages in trouble and relationships are in trouble, but our human side of things, our humanity is in trouble. She said enough right there. Listen, in the term, in the Britannica and the Encyclopedia, digisexual is someone who sees technology such, such as sex robots, virtual reality as pornography. Mm. Mm. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's, it's integral to their sexual experience. They feel no need to search for physical intimacy with human partners. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. We're going to go ahead and go there today. She found, some people got to get free, man. She found some of her notes. So, listen, um, 
it's a conversation that needs to be had. Um, people whose work is in the future or sexual of sexuality. When I say their work is in the future of it, these are people that design these games and design the way folks look. Um, they said that they are already in the mindset or in the midst of a sexual revolution with technology. Yep. Mm, something about that just don't quite sit right yep. within me. Come on. The fact that you are in an immersion romantically with technology. But let me give you some examples of where the immersion began. Mm -hmm. And we can say, oh, Facebook and this and that. But I'm going to go to dating apps. That's good. That's good. Go there. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to when and I'm going to go all the way back when they included those. Uh, the sexual, the beds in some of them sleazy hotels, the ro- robotic beds mm. um, to st- to add a stimulant mm. to what's already supposed to be a naturally organic feeling. Well, good. Good. You're enhancing the natural organic connection. Wow. You don't need to. because you weren't designed that way okay not to go in the bible but you know we always got to make a reference we were designed for you oh this gonna get deep if you if you a church folk and you get offended just log off yeah please this this we were need to hear it because i'm sure you're dealing with it and just don't know you're dealing with it and don't know but we were designed for your pleasure which is why we were created soft, Mm -hmm. which is why we were created with the hills and the valleys. And I'm trying to keep it PG 13 that we were created with, which is why you can see these lips and want to kiss them. Our neck is what does the song of Solomon say? Like it was like the, you know, the Nile. That is why. So anything, and I'm going back to these beds, Anything that needs to enhance what's already supposed to be a natural, beautiful immersion slash connection is taking you away from the authenticity of the connect. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's it's disrupting the ways people form, hear me, and maintain intimate bonds with one another. I'm going to say that again. It is disrupting the ways people form. Mm-hmm. And maintain intimate bonds with one another. You got any thoughts on that before we go on, sis? Absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, like all of that, all of that digital, all of that new age, whatever, the more involved they become in that, the less that the real world becomes real to them. So what happens is that digital world becomes their actual reality. Yep. And out here, the people that they see every day or can have physical interaction with, those people become the video game. They become the alternate reality. So this is why, you know, you can have uh, friends that you've been friends with for 15, 20 years and they get involved in this digital place and they now no longer even have a desire to be friends and hang out and go anywhere and i know we we understand it and we see it in our teenagers when you say man like 
you've been in there for hours playing that game. Get off that game and go do something. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, and even our generation now is more perverse in it because I remember when I was a kid, we had like Nintendo and stuff, but we was not allowed to spend hours on a Nintendo. Our mom would be like, get outside and play. Go outside. You had to go outside and play. And when she said get outside and play, she meant you better get outside. Like, you couldn't come in unless you had to use the bathroom or get something to drink or, or eat. And even then, she was telling you, get back out. So right, right. we in a whole different generation now. And now even with COVID-19 and people being encouraged not to go out, not to have interactions, what is everybody doing? everybody's engaging in technology even if you were even if you were somebody who never really got into it you're into it now because you don't have anything to do nothing physical contact has been cut off so now everybody's tiktoking facebooking instagramming um and for your sexual desires you may be in some of them uh chats chat rooms and you know, she just talked about, you know, even the dating sites, they're using that as ways to actually physically hook up with people. But yes. what happens when they alter those dating sites where you can have, and some of them you actually can just like talk to each other on like this FaceTime type of thing. So that's already happening. It you know is. what I'm saying? So again, um, we have to be careful about that stuff because, and I'm not trying to be churchy here. But when, when that, that spirit enter into your home, your family, your relationship, baby, that's a battle. That's it's a, a battle. battle. It is. Um, they have a name for these sex robots and virtual reality intelligent encounters. They're calling these people, uh, virtual people, teledildonics. Ooh. Teledildonics. I get out of here. Okay, listen, we, if we're going to talk about it, we're going to talk about it. Talk about it. Teledildonics is a growing population with digisexuals. Mm. They are virtual lovers and they forego wow. human partners altogether. Wow. So that means outside of intimacy, you become awkward just in relating mm. to another human. That's crazy. You may have already been awkward. Most of us are very awkward myself, but um, this will definitely cut your contact with Ooh. other human beings. Jesus. Okay. I'm getting emotional right now, so it's a little bit. That's okay, because this is good. If we look at the movie, I know you just showed one. There's a mo- another movie um where um the actor Joe Quinn Phoenix he he falls in love with AI. It's yeah. um it's Blade Runner. Yeah. 2049. I think it's Ryan Gosling's character is in love with a virtual avatar. Mhm. Um they are in love with them. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um will you face discrimination because you are a digisexual um you may keep it from people you may keep it from people so that you don't face it um but i'm telling you that it's something mental and it it does something to you naturally and spiritually where you 
have a harder time connecting with um, humans, connecting with natural people. You may go ahead, sis. I think it also distorts your sense of reality. Mm -hmm. Um, For those of you who are just joining us, um, we're talking about the virtual um, interactions that people are having and how people are losing themselves inside of that and they no longer desire physical contact with real people. So like marriages, relationships, even the man-woman dynamic is shifting and is in trouble because they prefer to look at the video game women or they have like engulfed themselves in that virtual world and now they don't even communicate with you and you're their spouse in your in your own home or you're their girlfriend or or you're their mother and and they don't your your sons and daughters not even talking to you because they're on this game all day they're in this virtual world and we talked about you have to be careful because the more time you spend in a virtual world you become addicted and attached and that becomes your reality and then everybody out here in the real world is like a alternate reality for them so um that's what we were kind of talking about and laquisha was giving us some of the terms some of the um uh terms for some of these things and so that's what we're discussing now um this is really a great topic and I encourage y'all to stay on and watch it or come back and watch it or follow our YouTube channel to watch it or even listen to our podcast. But this is something that really is plaguing our culture, our home, um, every aspect of our life because we're unaware of what the enemy is doing through these devices. Okay, Quisha, go ahead. Okay, let's shift gears. We're going to go a little further. Oh, I know it's heavy, what? but let's go girl i got something else for us Mm. sex toys okay let's go there okay listen Mm. sex toys uh were only designed for at, at first they were only designed for observational or experimental research Hmm. That is a fact. Hmm. So this is their initial purpose, but we know that they have evolved. To so they have evolved. Than that, oh my God! <laughs> they have evolved, but they were only designed as a stimulant mm-hmm. to find out what triggers the human curiosity in regards to sex. Mm-hmm. They were never designed to be your complete companion. Ooh. Let that sink in. Ooh, that's good. That's good. Okay. They were never designed. And you know why? Because they're immobile. Hmm? When I say immobile, that means they cannot react to your action. Right. And human intimacy is about act and reaction. Yeah. Maybe not all of it, but the bonding part of it comes from act and reaction. That's good. When you give in to just sex toys, it often affects all areas of your life. Hmm. Oh, come on. Talk about this. Come on. Okay. And I'm going to tell you how. 
because it changes your sexual behavior mm. towards natural human beings. Ooh, okay. Okay. It changes your sexual behavior and therefore changes the way you perceive mm. your object of affection. Ooh, if in a human form. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. So now you begin to perceive those people as objects only and not Ooh. people. Ooh. Any thoughts on that, sis, before I go on? Oh, my God. Uh, no. My, <laughs> my, mind, <laughs> my mind is blown <laughs> right there. But what I am going to say, you might be getting ready to hit this. But the reason why I really want people to pay attention to that part of what you're talking about when you are only using sex toys, I want to go to the church world real quick. And I want to hit some of my sisters and brothers in the church world who are not physically out here fornicating and you feel like them sex toys is not you fornicating. We, you on dangerous territory. And I want you to pay attention to this part. Um, because it, she just said it alters. Oh God, go ahead, sis. I'm gonna leave it alone. I'm just saying, pay attention. I hope they do. But I'm glad that we have this on a re on a replay. <laughs> to the women that are even in the church world, or to women in general, I know men think, "Hey, we got sex toys too." Sex toys were not ultimately in the beginning designed for you. Mm. They were targeted to the female. Mm talk about it i'm gonna tell you why and men please don't get offended please don't well Lord. they were targeted to the female because there was a study there were studies performed that asked if women were completely satisfied with their sexual encounters right. with their men that's good and they often felt that it was a sec a um selfish act mm -hmm in which they were being used as a tool and that they were just there for the man's pleasure but not willing not able to receive it hmm. well so the whoo, i'm gonna go ahead and say it so the more advanced toys we get is because they are trying to give us something that may, some men that maybe not all have decided that they're not gonna give sexually they're just they're selfish lovers this is not all men there are some that are selfish lovers so the more enhanced toys that they make is because of studies that they do with women they don't just come out with these toys just out of the works they have to be asking now who they're asking I don't know, but they may just be paying attention to social media. They may be paying attention to that stuff. So that is why even now, I believe that they have some, um, Ooh, I'm trying to keep it PG, some kind of PG. I believe that they, I believe that they have some vibrators that even have virtual cameras so that the woman can see what it's doing to her effectively 
I'm trying to keep it oh, tailored. So they have some vibrators that have virtual cameras where the woman can see what is happening to her her face her senses when she reaches a certain climax and i know everybody done it, it, it had been talking about this flower this rose that done came out um here recently and i know a lot of women that have gotten it um wait a minute wait a minute now i'm, I'm left in the dark what's this flower? Uh, okay so um and i'm trying to keep it <laughs> i'm so sorry i'm trying to keep it light but this new so, um, and I'm trying to keep it. <laughs> I'm so I'm trying to keep it light, but this new rose is supposed to is designed to do a lot of things at once. Okay. For a woman. So it's a device. It's a device. Okay. But it's shaped like a rose. Gotcha. And it's designed to do all of these things at one time. Oh, okay. I need men to understand this. Society is trying to replace you. Absolutely. Because if a woman can reach her plateau, I think that's tailored enough. Yes. Without your human contact, Mm. there are many women that will say, why do she need to be bothered with you? That's going to be the nail in the coffin. And because you are not in tune with your woman, and I ain't even trying to go down this relationship road, or because you are not ready, or because you are playing with her heart, or because you don't want to give her the intimacy that she needs, the affection that she needs, the caress that she needs, the love that she needs, because you don't want to give it to her. That very same woman that you thought was clingy, or begging you for that intimacy. Come on, ma'am. Society is finding ways of replacing you. And whether you care or not, because there are so many women to one man. Oh, let me tell you something. There's only one special woman for you. That's it. Talk, black woman, talk. You can have 20 men to a man, but it's only one special woman for you. There's only one special woman that makes you feel a certain way internally, not externally, mm-hmm. internally that you're not going to get from the 20. Mm. So why you want to deny your affection well, and deny your love? I'm going to need you to know that you're being replaced. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these women, let me flip to the other side, that's buying these toys and stuff. You don't even know that that human contact is being replaced and a lot of men will say oh i'm not being replaced because you can't get what i can get let me tell you something they coming out with toys with pulses and all yes i heard that i heard that with pulses and all but let me let you in on a secret man what women lack is not so much the actual encounter but the embrace baby come on now it's the intimacy of it that she wants Mm -hmm. but i'm gonna tell you right now because of pain and heartache if she can reach her plateau and wrap up in a pillow she might choose to do it it. Mm -hmm. what you bring up a few interesting points that i really want to hit go ahead um you talk about how number one they are trying to replace you men they are and i don't think people understand but when we talk about 
the extermination of a culture, you have to take the essence of the culture. Now, I can flip this biblically as well. Mm-hmm. Because I believe that God's intent for the family unit was always a man, woman, and their offspring. Okay? So if you remove either one of those parties, you cut off the original plan of God. Yep. And here's the thing. So, you know, that's the spiritual side of it. The natural yep. side of it is this. Just like when they introduce welfare into the black community. Say that. You could not have a husband in your home, a man in your home to receive that welfare. Mm-hmm. They, they did that to cut the family unit off. You know why? Because if you did not have, you got to think about what a man represents and what he's supposed to bring to the family unit. He's supposed to bring uh, strength. He's supposed to bring direction. He's supposed to bring uh, protection. He's supposed to be a provider. So if you take those things away from the family unit, you leave that mother or that woman there to do all of those things, plus the things she's supposed to do, nurture, teach, all of those things. She now has to do all of that because it has been cut. The family unit has been cut. There, People no longer... Men no longer desire to get a wife and start a family. No. Women no longer desire to have a husband. They feel like they can just have a family. I'll go adopt or I'll I'll go to the to the you know the sperm bank and, and yep. get pregnant. Like they're already finding ways to cut the man out. Yeah. And so what we're saying is we're not coming at even the men saying you're inadequate. Right. We're saying recognize who you are and what your role is, not just in in your home or with that woman, but in society. If you, and I'm going to talk for our race. If you take all of our black men and you make them punks, you make them wimps, you make them cowards, what do we have? You have a whole bunch of women leading our culture. And I'm not talking about anything being wrong with a strong woman who knows what she do, but that was not our our place. That was not our desire. Why am I going to carry a load just because I can carry it? When there was somebody there who should have been carrying it. I'm going to tell you right now, like even in my home, my sons take out the garbage. It ain't that my daughter can't take out the garbage. I don't want her to get accustomed to that. I want her to understand that when there is a man around, he want to get down and dirty for her so she ain't got to do the dirty work. I want them to be accustomed to that. So what I'm saying to you is when the man is removed, this is what's Because women, first of all, women are strong. And, and, and even if you go back to Adam and Eve, he made Eve from Adam's rib. She Talk can about it. Do. She can do what you can do. Mm-hmm. But that ain't the point. The point is she can do what you can do because she was designed to help you. Yeah. And when you stop looking at your women as your help, God help us today. My, my, my. God help us today. It's something else. I'm telling you, they are treating these surrogates for real life partners. Thanks virtual and dolls and toys or whatever they teaching them they treat them like real life partners accepted as fully adequate post-human synthetic partners mm-hmm. absolutely post-human yep. synthetic 
partners. Raising the question in the natural mind is human or sexual contact or human contact or human intimacy even important? Yep. That's good. Okay. Did you see the synthetic babies? Yes. Growing synthetic babies. Yep. Yeah. Oh, we we didn't got deep. I didn't know it was gonna take this role, but yeah, but yeah, we didn't got deep. But my challenge is to us is number one, we see this stuff and you hear stuff, but you like let it slide, like it doesn't yep. affect you or it has no nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with you. And I'm telling you, I'm so emotional right now because this this is like a topic that really bothers me, that really worries me and concerns me because this is genocide. It's genocide in a whole different spectrum. It ain't no nuclear bomb. It ain't the Holocaust. It ain't slavery. It is still a form of genocide. They are trying to break what God built. And that is a problem for me because we as men and women are falling into the trap. Women are falling into the trap. Talking about, I don't need no man. Listen, I don't care how many times I get hurt. I'm going to heal I'm going to do the work and I'm going to pray that God sends me somebody who come on, talk about it life the way that a man is supposed to. I'm not about to allow myself to get hurt and be like, forget that. I don't need no man. I talk about it. Yes, I do make my own money. Yes, I do take care of my own house. I drive my own whip. I take care of my kids, but it was never designed for me to do it by myself. And I talk about it. How proud I feel about being able to do that. I also feel pain because the man that God gave me was not there to fulfill his job. Talk about it. We can't fall down the rabbit hole. Yes, as women, we adjust. When we don't have what we need, we stand up and do what we need to do. But that is not for you to get to a place where I don't need no man. I'm not about to bash no man. I'm telling you right now because what I recognize is the enemy is against the unit of family. He's attacking me. He's attacking him. He's attacking our children. And somebody got a man to gate. And I know it feels some kind of way because you've been done over and over. You've been done wrong. But that does not negate the fact that there is a man out there who will stand up and do the right thing. And so my plea is for us not to fall down the rabbit hole, especially our men who are just laying down and giving up their authority and their places. Whether it's because yes, talk about that now. Is it because you don't know your place? But then when somebody comes along who loves you and try to help you know your place and your authority, you turn them into your enemy. I'm telling you, my prayer in the midnight hour is Come on. to recognize their authority and their place and stand up. And even if you don't know how to do it, that you will seek how to do it, that you will get therapy and heal from your trauma so that you don't keep traumatizing the Come women coming to your life to love you and build with you. That is my prayer because until our men stand up, our women won't even heal from the places that they have they been hurt to trust you to be so able sad. to join together as a family. And I'm telling you, we got to do something because what we cannot do is stay in this place. You cannot conform. Yeah, we adapt because we were made to, but you can't conform. I still have a desire to be a family unit. No matter how many times the person that I choose to join with, I choose to build with, walks off, or decides they don't want to do it no more, I still desire to be a unit of family. Wow. She said a lot. 
Um, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Um, I am also... The preacher came out. That's okay. That's okay. You was on fire, honey. And and that's what's in us. So it's going to happen. Um, I am in total agreement with you. Um, let me tell you why human inti- intimacy is important. Um, it's important because it allows you the opportunity to share. Okay, many people feel like they may or may not have been silenced, Mm -hmm. that they may or may not have been heard. It allows you the opportunity to share in a close, loving relationship where there's trust. um, Even uh, even in the friendship, um, it there is a level of intimacy, even in a friendship, Um, it allows you that opportunity opportunity isolation is not good mm-hmm. all the time That's it's just it's just not that isolation uh, you know a lot of people think that they should be in isolation because they are in constant conflict with others okay however i having gone through conflict resolution as a counselor certified conflict with others doesn't always necessarily mean that you have to withdraw from society or withdraw from the world. Conflicts should teach you how to resolve Mm -hmm. and work through. And conflict should also point out to you what are triggers and possibly bad behaviors that you exhibit. And one of the ways that you're going to get past that conflict and enter into conflict resolution is intimacy. But it's not going to be intimacy with the partner that lays down. It's going to be intimacy with the partner that challenges you. That's good. Sis, I really want you to elaborate on intimacy a little more because I think sometimes people think intimacy is sex and it's not. Okay. It's not all sex. Um, What is intimacy? Um, Intimacy is important. It's, um, close personal relationships with others in a secure place where you are able to share thoughts and feelings. Even if you're being judged, you know the person loves you because there is a buildup of trust. Intimacy is a design of interpersonal relationships with people that you trust and connect with on more than one level. It doesn't have to be just sexual. It can be a friend. These are intimate. It can be a family member. Mm -hmm. You ever had a cousin that you were closer to than a brother or closer to than a sister? That is because of intimacy. But don't get it twisted. You cannot be kissing cousins. Let me just throw a little humor in there. Just because you have a level of intimacy with your cousin, that other cousin should not begin to form an unhealthy desire for you. That means there's something wrong and unhealthy. Okay? So I believe that maturity will allow you to go certain places with certain people and not go certain places with others, but still having a a level of intimacy. 
it will allow you to know how far you go. So there is a such thing as experimental intimacy. I got some categories. That is when people bond during experimental intimacy is when people bond during activities. That's me talking to you. We're syncing up or linking up, not sneaky linking, but linking up to like go to dinner or lunch. And I'm learning about you. This is an experimental intimacy. Mm -hmm. This is where I'm learning where I can be intimate with you and how far I can go. If I can go there, that is experimental intimacy. Okay, emotional intimacy. This is when people feel safe sharing their feelings with each other, Mm -hmm. even uncomfortable feelings. Okay, example, a friend um, confides in her friend that she doesn't feel comfortable with her body and she has body issues. Um, She trusts that the person that she's telling is going to offer her comfort rather than using her insecurities against her. Okay, that is an emotional intimacy on a friend level. In a relationship, we may be entering into a relationship and I tell you something that was devastating against, you know, to me. It is not then your opportunity to use that against me. That is a level of an intimate, emotional intimacy. I'm telling you because I trust you. Mm -hmm. And obviously I'm telling you because we're in a relationship where I believe you can love me through that. I think that you are not that man or that woman that would do that to me. So that's why I've opened my heart to you. There's another level, intellectual intimacy. This is when people feel comfortable sharing ideas and opinions, even when they disagree. Two friends can debate debate on the meaning of life all day. But neither one will feel the need to win the argument. Because at the end of it, they will both understand the perspectives. And I can use this us as an example. Or should I be pointing that way? I don't know what side you're on today. My sister and I, we argue all the time. Facts. <laughs> we argue all the time. We just argued last night. Heated, heated, debated. Facts. <laughs> yeah. But towards the end, the conversation there should come a place where there's some resolve. Mm -hmm. We may not completely be on the exact, even oftentimes I do believe we end up on the same page, some kind of way, because we just be saying the same thing in different wording. You may not come to the exact same page, but there should be a level of understanding because you value the relationship that you have with the person and you respect them. Mm -hmm. Respect is important. The next one is sexual intimacy. Ooh. Sexual intimacy is when people engage in sensual or sexual activities. When people use the word intimacy, they are often referring to two lovers engaged in. Oh, I'm trying to keep it for uh, not uh, PG engaged in some sort of foreplay. Knowing how to touch one another. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was deep. Church world, don't ban me. I still <laughs> love the Lord. 
Okay. About some intimacy themselves. You want to keep your husband and wife, you better learn it. But it's 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 two lovers engaged in foreplay, knowing how each other prefers to be touched after these experiences. And you know, y'all gonna have to get the book because I ain't trying to go too deep. You know, because your sister beat and pulled you in. Your sister beat and pulled you in, but I'm not trying to go there with you. Okay? I'm just saying. Intimacy in a romantic relationship is usually something that is built over time. Don't rush it, baby. Take it slow. Listen, I told somebody once, I ain't no jackrabbit. (laughs) (laughs) Not a jackrabbit. (laughs) slow down Pippa you're hitting these corners too fast look at the church bro the church girl gonna be like don't judge me judge yourself okay everybody ain't always been saved but don't judge me judge yourself okay because at the end of the day let me put this out there whether I'm in the church or I'm not in the church world I'm still a woman that's it I'm still a woman. Now, them them big facts we need to talk about. Okay, so let me go ahead and put that out there so they can go ahead. Because I'm not, we're not hurting for no viewers. Because what God, when God get an increase, it is what it is, baby. I'm still a woman. I was designed as a woman. You know what I'm saying? I have desires as a woman. And even though my desires may not always be on display and I might be or I'm in an area of celibacy, that doesn't mean that eventually when I come out, I'm not going to require intimacy. So if it's hard for you to listen to, close your ears, plug them up or log off, because at the end of the day, I am still a woman. Yes, we are. And so are are you. And so are you. Uh, Elder. Profit just because you turned your senses off don't mean I'm getting ready to turn man off and I fast just like you which is why I'm not out here giving away the cookies because I fast and because I pray and because I'm in them scriptures okay because the act of doing and the act of being is two totally different things and I don't act Mm-hmm. on emotion mm-hmm. and I don't act on on desires like that because I know what the Lord says when the father decides to bless me with my king I'm going to give him everything I got and even at that time I might still be intimate and I might still be sexual in front of you with him if you don't like it walk the other way next new relationships might have moments of intimacy but building long-term intimacy hear me now is a gradual process Mm -hmm. that requires patience and communication and comprehension people always talk about communication don't talk about comprehension well well now you need to be able to comprehend that's right. What I'm saying to you. Mm-hmm. You can hear me, but do you understand me? Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I don't even want you to understand it here. I want you to understand it here. In your spirit. Yeah. Because that's where wisdom comes from. Mm. 
-hmm. in your spirit. Many people judge the quality of their relationships based on the depth of intimacy Uh and degree. Well, listen, you don't have to judge the quality of the relationship based on that. Just know where the where to place those people. Okay, intimacy can help you feel help you feel more loved and less alone. I agree. Why human intimacy is important. I concur. And I want to interject right there because. Go ahead. Intimacy is super important. And the reality Mm -hmm. is there are people who get married and don't even understand intimacy. Don't. Um, I know for me personally, intimacy is like, it's super important. I have to have it because it's the connection that you feel to them. You know what I'm saying? Like if you don't have that intimate connection with your partner, you feel distant. You wonder like, you know, is the relationship uh, strong enough? Do you have a strong enough bond? And so uh, oftentimes it'll be a woman who's crying out for intimacy or begging their partner for intimacy. But I mean, it's just a challenge for men and women both to understand intimacy and what it is and how it acts um, on the different levels so that you can make sure that you're providing that for your uh, mate or your spouse. Like it's super important to have. So true. Um, Intimacy can help you feel more loved and less alone, but um, intimacy requires a great deal of trust. Yes. Yes. And um, vulnerability. Mm. Oh, now you talk about that vulnerability. Nobody. Yeah. And here's the thing. A lot of men and women, because I'm one of them, have been find vulnerability frightening. Yeah. Many people. uh, Yeah, they view it as a weakness. And let me also say this. Um, Sometimes when we struggle with vulnerability, it's because we've been hurt extremely hurt Mm -hmm. and so it is easier and safer for us to keep oh we running it's 122 it's it my time but it's keeping us it it almost like it's a safeguard Mm -hmm. for us um most people struggle with intimacy and fear of intimacy um and it's a common concern because they've been hurt okay real quick like I got like four reasons that people struggle with intimacy, and then I'm gonna turn it over to you, sis, because I know we run it. Um, we six minutes in uh, away, so we're doing decent. Okay, so um, some people struggle with intimacy because of abandonment issues. Ooh. Now, now, you may fear that once you become attached to someone, that eventually they'll leave. That's a good one. Okay. Another reason that people struggle with intimacy is fear of rejection. And this is all still going back to why they deal with the virtual world because a virtual person will never leave them. A doll will never leave them. A toy will never leave them. It may burn out, but they can replace it. Fear of rejection. You might worry that once you reveal any flaws or imperfection, the other person will no longer want to be with you. Control issues. Mm Mm-hmm. You may fear losing your independence as you become emotionally connected to others because let's let's be honest, it's a lot of women out here that are very controlling, but it's only because, and I'm going to talk about this because you men say it all the time, it's only because she was abused once or twice by a man that she let control her. Right. Or she gave control to. Mm-hmm. So now she is no longer wanting to allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Last but not least, people struggle with intimacy because of past abuse. Okay. A history. Get this. Because I'm not talking about relationship now. A history of childhood abuse. That's good. Especially sexually. It will make you difficult. It make it difficult for you to trust others. That's good. And very true. A lot of trauma has affected the way that we love. Mm -hmm. And this is why people need to go to therapy. Absolutely. Yes, you can pray. Yes, you need to fast. Yes, you need to read your your Bible. But you need to go to therapy. And I'm going to say this. Mm -hmm. Every church person is not therapeutic for you. That's right. Because they haven't learned themselves. Mm -hmm. Listen, I'm going to let y'all in on a little secret. And this is no shade to my grandmother because God rest her soul. Bless her soul. She was a wonderful woman. But as I was growing up in her household, it was time for me to get a a, a pap. <laughs> okay. The the things that young girls do when they get a certain age. So my my grandmother's like, Quisha, you know, it's time to get that pap. Let's go. Um, you go to the doctor now. I got your person and everything. I wasn't I wasn't active, you know, sexually. Wow. Um, it was just time. Uh I had to be about 17. So I went to get this pap okay now we we baptists okay we're listen my grandmother old baptist mother sunday school teacher deaconess of the church okay so we um (laughs) she didn't go into the room with me i got the pap i came out i had a funny look on my face we didn't talk all the way home and when we got home i said to her i said grandma you didn't tell me <laughs> you didn't tell me what they was going to use you didn't tell me what they was going to do and this is what she told me she said while you was in there let they was doing that to you you were supposed to call on Jesus <laughs> no 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 she said she said, you were supposed, this is a true story, okay? I cannot make this up. My grandmother told me I was supposed to call on Jesus. Oh, help us today. I didn't call on the Lord when I was laying on that table. <laughs> I was just kind of sitting there like, uh, where you going with that? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. It would have been nice if she had have said to me, they going to get some specs and they going to do this, you know, and mentally prepared me, but she didn't. So, I mean, I've said all that to say this. Now, listen, I, I love the Lord. So my grandmother told me to call on him. It's okay. Um, I'm, I don't fault her. She was a wonderful woman. But what I'm saying is there are some church folk that just may not be comfortable with old school with speaking with you about that because of the way that they were raised or because of how they were brought up in the church house and so um i didn't have that luxury uh when i was encountering some of that stuff and i couldn't ask my mama because she was so hood and so gutter she would have scared me half to pieces and i couldn't ask my auntie because she was just like a player player from the himalayas so like the listen the perceptions that's why you got to take the time to Maybe if I had to ask them, I could have incorporated all three and learned. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
So sometimes you just got to kind of seek those answers out. Because I'm telling you right now, my mama would have been like, excuse me, say what? <laughs> you scared of a what? Right. Boss up. Like, I was. I had that kind of mama. Like, I know you ain't scared of that when I'm out here. I mean, when people out here stabbing and shooting folks, you better mess. You know what I'm saying? Like, we from the hood. Get yourself together. Yeah. And my auntie would have been like, girl, please. Anybody worry about that? Just ask them if they're going to pay you. Uh, <laughs> hilarious. And some of y'all know my family. Some of y'all don't. But anyway, um, those are the fears that people have when they deal with intimacy. And often, sometimes, you know, the church world may not be the world that you need to go to. Um, if you have someone in your church that is down to earth, like myself or my sister, I don't know what side you on today. Or my sister, we are very down to earth people. Y'all know I always try to plug us in these little videos here. We are very down to earth. You can call us and we will talk to you, okay? But you need to be receptive. Yes, absolutely. Because we're going to tell you the truth. You're going to learn the truth. You're going to get truth. But you need to be receptive. I had a friend that would always call me with her relationship issues. Mm -hmm. Right. But when I would talk to her, she wouldn't listen. Say mm -mm. nothing you say. Nothing. That's a problem. You, you, you don't listen. You don't comprehend well. I'm not the relationship guru, but I know what dysfunction look like. Yes. Because I've been in it and I've done it. And I've been on the receiving end of it. Absolutely. So you need to listen. So that's my spiel on the intimacy part of it. Yes. This was a good chat today. You got anything you need to add, sis? Um, absolutely. I just want to really kind of recap and then like just give a, a ending resolve. Um, but mainly like what I want to say is, you know, uh, me and her both, like me and Pusha both, we don't uh, pretend to be like the world's most knowledgeable, whatever, or no. or anything like that. But we both have been through marriage and relationships. I have personally been married three times. And sometimes, you know, people try to use that as a discredit to you. But the reality is anytime you get in a relationship, you should be learning from it, whether it failed or didn't fail, you know. And so at the end of the day, I have taken a lot of knowledge with me from each relationship that I've had even each marriage that I have had, and it has caused me to be a better woman, a more prepared woman, and even an, a more emotionally, mentally, and um, just spiritual, intelligent human being and a woman. And so um, at the end of the day, like you take the things that you learn and you try to help others when you figure things out. And so that's really what this podcast is all about. It's right. about, you know, the knowledge and the wisdom that we have been able to gain with our life experiences, with all of these different topics that many of you are struggling to with talk to, but don't have anybody to talk Nobody. to. And so it's very important that we learn how to communicate. It's very important that we learn how to get knowledge and apply it to our lives to become better because it does you no good if you hear good information and you don't do anything with that information. And so even in this platform today, all the things that we've talked about from uh, losing yourself in a virtual world, my challenge to everybody is to examine 
um, your virtual interactions, whether it's a video game, whether it's uh, watching Netflix every day, all day, I challenge you to pay attention to your virtual interactions because the longer and the more time you spend in these virtual worlds, um, the more cut off from the natural world you become. And for that reason, many families and marriages and relationships have suffered and continue to suffer because the people that they're in a relationship with are lost into a digital virtual counterfeit world. And that has given them that counterfeit intimacy that we talked about. It's not real intimacy. It's not organic intimacy. And so we don't want you to lose your desire for human contact. And yes, you will run across people who hurt you. You will run across people who don't connect with you or lie to you or whatever the case is. But what you do is you heal. And a part of that healing is therapy. And we are huge advocates of therapy because number one, we're from a black community and we were not taught about therapy. We were taught that therapy was something we did not need. Um, I know for many years, I was like, I'm not about to go talk to somebody and tell them all my business for them to think right. I'm crazy or judge me or whatever. But I'm telling you, the first time I received uh, therapy, it was a huge uh, monument in my healing process. And so now it is a part of my healing process. Whenever I go through something that has broken me, that has hurt me, that has devastated me, I go through a healing process and that healing process includes therapy. And I yeah. can tell you that it is so important to your healing that you go to therapy. And yeah. I come from the church world. So guess what? I used to believe you go to your pastor for therapy and counseling. No, I don't do that anymore because that person knows me and I don't need anybody to judge me. And I need yeah. to be free to talk and I need to be free to say how I feel. And, you know, so sometimes it just helps for you to have a therapist who does not know you, doesn't know your situation, doesn't know the people involved. They can hear the facts and they can give you their professional opinion because they have been trained to do so. And yeah. So I'm telling you, I'm advocating therapy for our people so tough. Uh, women, when you go through a heartache and a breakup, go get therapy. Don't jump yes. back into the saddle oh. and don't put yourself off of the market. Men, you have experienced trauma from your childhood that you have never dealt with. And then you get in these relationships thinking you're ready, believing you're ready, but that's going to come out in that relationship. That's going to come out in that marriage. The father you want to be, the husband you want to be, you're going to fall short because you're not dealing with the trauma that is now going to come back up and interrupt your life. So for our men, I'm telling you, I'm advocating strongly. Go get you a therapist. It's yes. gonna feel weird. You may feel some kind of way. You ain't gotta tell nobody you're doing it, but go do it and watch your life change. Yes. I'm telling you, we can overcome any obstacle that we're dealing with, but we have to be people of change. You have to do something different. You know, they say that insanity is doing the same thing over and over, but expecting a different outcome. If you right. want your life to be different, you gotta move different. Yeah, and believe that God has a purpose and a plan for your life that is greater than what you have been existing in, but you've got to heal. You've got to get over your trauma. You've got to get over your hurt and devastation. Even the stuff you don't want to talk about, you got to get over it because if you don't, you will not be the man you're supposed to be, the woman you're supposed to be, the husband, father, the wife or mother that you're right. supposed to be. And so I'm telling y'all, that is my final thoughts. Please 
as our people, go get some therapy. And uh, the second thing I would say is um, do more human contact. Do more things where you are interacting with real life people so that you do not lose yourself in an alternate reality. Sis, you got anything? Um, not a whole lot. Just, um, you know, when dealing with intimacy, be patient. Yes. Start with the easy stuff. Talk about your needs. That's good. Respect each other's differences. That is all. All right, y'all. Well, we want to thank you guys for tuning in. Um, many of you are watching us live, so thank you for watching Sister Conversations in Black. This is episode four. You can watch this video on uh, premiere on our YouTube channel. You can also listen to this podcast episode on our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Music, and other platforms. So thanks, guys. Make sure you check out our website. Make sure you get some of the merch. And make sure you order the book, Relationship Status. I promise you, you will love it. It will help you. It will guide you. And it will be something for you to talk about. All right, guys. Thanks again. I'm Jackie Johnson. And I'm LaQuisha. And this has been Sister Conversations. In black. All right. Have a good one.